Welcome to the GT Reboot, gaming trends podcast for all news and preview discussion. We have a great show for you this week, and what a week it has been. Nintendo's next console, the Nintendo Switch, was finally unveiled. Red Dead Redemption 2 made its trailer debut, and all in the same day. What an exciting week for video games. We're so excited you're here to listen, so let's boot up. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Gaming Trend Reboot Podcast. Here for episode number 73, I am Mike Pierce, one of your two new co-hosts, joined by Joey DeClara, the other new co-host. That's me. And one of the editors from Gaming Trend, Mr. Josh Devlin. How are you doing today, boys? Howdy, partner. Doing good. How about you, Mike? (laughs) I'm doing good. Josh apparently just started playing video games for the first time. Was it today or yesterday you said, yesterday, Josh? It was yesterday. yesterday. Incredible. Yeah. Yesterday? Yep. Cool. Yep. How do you feel? How do you feel getting into this industry and this hobby for the first oh, time? It's, it's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> the graphics are amazing. I I used, I thought it used to be just like pixels and stuff like that, but it's it looks so real. Oh, so I mean you've seen video games before. I've seen like, I've seen heard them. of them. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, they've gotten really far since like nineteen. They have. They've gotten pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Was that yeah. was that guy uh, Super Mario? Is that, is that we what say Mario, is? but I mean no one really. Yeah. Knows. Yeah. Mario. Yeah. Oh, sorry. And sorry. Super Mario and uh, and Lidui, I believe, L- was the other guy. Lidui. Yeah. I haven't, yeah. I haven't yeah. heard Lidui before. Yeah, that's good. They were, there's been they... there's been other games besides <laughs> that one too since the start. So jumping into the news for this week, we've got some big stories. The biggest one. Perhaps the biggest one of the year is the Nintendo Switch. It was just announced today. What do you guys think about that? I, yeah, the Nintendo Switch, I think, looks great. Um, there's a whole lot of feelings. I have a lot of questions. Uh, I have a lot of excitement for it, too, though. The internet's pretty much exploded once it came out, and uh, thankfully, a lot of it is um, uh, positive feedback. You know, everyone's jumping on the bandwagon with the Nintendo Switch, and that's exciting. Uh, but, I mean... God, what a day, you know? We finally got to find out what NX is. And uh turns out it's exactly what we thought it was. It's exactly what reports said it was. So that was actually very interesting to watch uh, unfold, knowing what it was. Still wondering, like, it could have easily, in our minds, been anything. Anyone who hasn't been talking to sources, we it's like, okay, well, we have these really detailed reports on what it is. And it seems like it's so detailed that it couldn't possibly not be this but we still had doubts everyone still had doubts as long unless you spoke to someone and we didn't and turns out they were all completely accurate and it's exactly what what Eurogamer especially said it was and that's really fascinating and what's also fascinating is that I, I think it was a hit I think Nintendo really nailed their messaging I think they really nailed um, the actual idea you know the idea I think is great generally i'm very excited i want to hear more about it but um and i want to know you know the cons uh but i am again very excited yeah i mean i agree but i am leaning a little bit more towards like i I want to be tentative about it because uh like when wii u came out it kind of was in the similar vein of what they're trying to do with 
the switch. It was the tablet we and we didn't know a lot about it. We didn't know how far can this tablet go, exactly like what the specs were and all that. So until we get like the technical specs and what's like in the tablet and exactly where you know, it looks great when it's a three and a half minute trailer of people at playing basketball under a bridge and then flying on a plane <laughs> and it's like part. you know and then they're all flying on a plane and they go to esports and they're all bringing their you know nintendo switches with them it looks great but you know is it really going to work as well as that trailer says so that's you know that's what i'm waiting on but yeah the hype is real it's really cool um i'm excited you know for a march date that's not very far you know so that'll be fun yeah i know yeah I think I'm with you on this one, Josh. I'm a bit apprehensive, a little tentative about it as well. I mean, uh, the concept is awesome. And, you know, I love that it's the stationary console. And then just sort of quickly, you can just snap the thing apart and put those two little controllers right on the side of it. And bam, you're off. And you can do some mobile gaming. And then I love that they took it a step further. And, hey, you can do mobile gaming with other people. Just pop the controllers back off again and you're playing... I don't know what that was. Some basketball game they were yeah, playing. Yeah, I don't know if it was. Wasn't it? And, they were playing know. a basketball game at a basketball court. Yeah, yeah which is exactly which was, what you do. <laughs> Whenever I'm playing course, basketball right. in real life, the thing I want most is like, oh, I wish I could do this in a virtual, right. you yeah. know, condensed, right. watered down world, you know? But uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, honestly. We've got a basketball hoop, a court, and a basketball right here. Yeah. But, let's but like, play and it we're virtually. in the middle of playing basketball. Oh, but we got to stop because <laughs> yeah. we can play NBA Jam right here on this really tiny tablet right. with these really tiny controls fantastic yeah. no uh, yeah. but you know i joke but like uh, honestly i think that's one of the best parts not the whole basketball redundancy but uh you know the idea that nintendo's trying very hard to get people out there and uh playing with each other you know that to me seems like a really strong message that they're trying to get across here one there was only adults in this trailer that we saw uh, there were no kids, and I'm sure kids will love this thing. Uh, I, this one looks like a Minecraft machine. You know, it's the first time Minecraft's going to be cross-compatible with the screen on your TV and going outside. Uh, but that's another thing. Uh, but there's no kids in this, and everyone who's playing this is playing at home and then going out and showing it to friends. And that is a huge, huge idea for Nintendo. To get people out there socializing. That's always been what they wanted. Trying to get people more connected and getting out there. And Josh, I understand like the the Wii U reveal was definitely somewhere in the same vein. Like it's a tablet. It's more tablet gaming. But the actual the actual process of reveal and like the, the way they revealed it couldn't have been more different. They very clearly, very deliberately uh, conveyed their message. What they want you to know about this console. That this is the console for wherever, for whatever you want it to be. You could take it on the plane. You can have the two controllers comfortably in your hands or in the grip. Or you could have your own standardized console, which is a huge deal for Nintendo. Or you can go home and you can put it in your console and sit down on the TV. Uh, that's the first time in years Nintendo's said, like here, it's a normal console. The messaging for Wii U was totally the opposite. It was we didn't even know if it was a Wii, a new console or a peripheral. Uh, they were trying to show you absurd gimmicks like you know the golf simulator thing where you lay the Wii U gamepad down on the floor and play golf with it. It's like the tee. It's like all sorts of weird things that nobody wanted and was trying to be innovative for innovation's sake. This is getting back to games. This is getting back to playing games, sitting down with a controller. And games that you like, and games that 
that have been in the same format for years now, but just are better, hopefully. Yeah. And it's but you, t- you take it on the go, and it could be wherever and however you want it. Yeah, I, I think mean, you said something some really strong feelings on this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do for sure. I again also cautiously excited, cautiously optimistic, right? Because we don't know. Okay. We don't know what the battery life is. We don't know what the capacity is, what the processing power is, the computing power. That's all the right questions to ask. But there's so much better questions than, wait, is it a Wii peripheral or is it a new console or what What am I doing? Can I take this on the go or can't I? You know exactly what they want you to do with it or what they hope you will do with it. Now we're asking the right questions, but they're good questions to ask in my opinion. Yeah. Um- you know – Sorry, you, go ahead. You Jeff. said something, or you were talking about, you know, how they mentioned it was a, a home console first, and that to me is like the biggest bullet point um, because I live in Florida. Um, we don't really have city transit here. I drive everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I go on a plane maybe once or twice a year. I don't really use portable gaming that much. So this to me has to be a good home console first like it has to have that base that foundation if it's you know inferior than you know to the xbox well i mean i don't like comparing it to xbox and ps4 but i mean if it seems like it's an entire console generation behind in that's you know in in power and graphics and all that kind of stuff um and they're relying on that ability to be portable as like the thing that's driving this console I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a home run for me. I'm going to get it. I buy everything. So, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what we do. Um, but, yeah, I am i don't want it to sit on my shelf like my Wii U is and just collect dust. I want to play it. And mm-hmm. yeah. um, to me, it's got to be a good home console. And then, obviously, the software has got to be there. If the games aren't there, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to care. Yep, yep. So absolutely. setting setting those things aside for a minute, I think there are some interesting some other interesting things we can bring up within the trailer. For one, there is a potentially new Mario game sort mm-hmm. of hidden within the trailer. Yes. And I am pretty sure that I saw what looked like Skyrim in the trailer. Oh yeah, that's Skyrim. As well. yeah. And yeah, it sure looked like Skyrim to me. So I don't know. I mean, there's some pretty cool things on the horizon here. For Nintendo coming up, if they're able to pull this off, and if they can get the amount of people behind it that they want, and if it's a successful release, has the, the proper specs and everything, this could be this could be a really big deal for Nintendo. They could really come into their own if they launch it with that Mario we saw there, which looks like it's going to be like the proper successor to like Mario sixty four. And I know mm. people. Right, you know, people, it looked a lot like Yeah, it. people talk about, you know, Galaxy as being that successor and I do think Galaxy's great, but it's it's a different kind of game. It has a different feel in my opinion. The camera's a little bit more pulled back, the worlds being like those spherical worlds gives it a whole different like it's a whole different ballpark. So sure, if, yeah. if we can get like a true successor to Mario 64 and have it be a launch title, like when was the last Nintendo system that launched with a Mario game? Like it used to be a thing. I think it was yeah, it was sixty four. Yeah, like yeah. after yeah, after that was uh, we with uh, Galaxy that was not launched. Uh, GameCube was GameCube had what uh, uh, Sunshine. Yeah, none of these were yeah. launch titles. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's yeah, I that's, think it was sixty four. Like that, yeah, I agree. That would yeah, Josh. That sorry. would be like a system seller right there. If you could launch it with Mario, that would be. I'm in. 
<laughs> Absolutely. What if they launched it with Zelda too? Uh, I mean, yeah, that's a lot of people. I mean, we're not sure <laughs> right now. We're not sure if Breath of the Wild launches with it, but I mean, if it does, I, I am, I am in. Except, I still right. have a little. I'm a little sore from the whole. Like you know, that was a Wii U title. You know, they took it away from us. I bought Wii U. One, because I was sold on the idea of like, oh, they're going to have asymmetrical gaming. And I was an early adopter and that was a big mistake. And I was also like, oh, they're going to have a Zelda game for this because they always have a Zelda game for each console. And it's going to be now an NX, Wii U, you know, whatever. And that's always sore for me. But a Mario game would be great. I think, though, this could be a Mario game. I don't know if it's been confirmed at this point, but everyone's heralding it as this is the next Mario game. It could also be a demo. Yeah. Nintendo showed off some gameplay of a, you know, quotes on a on the Wii U when they first revealed the Wii U, and that wasn't a game. That was just some visual demo. Uh, they were, they, however, they were, um, they were forthright about that. They eventually said, "Yeah, this is just a demo. This, we're a game is coming." And then, you know, there's that whole story. I think it is a Mario game because again, this trailer was very deliberate. And what they showed you in those two clips, they had two clips. They were both three to five seconds long, and they were of two separate uh, levels, whatever. And the Mario clips you saw, in one, he was doing a uh, the long jump from Super Mario 64 and uh, the 3D games that uh, were successors to that. And then the other one, he does a triple jump. Those are signature moves from the 3D Mario games from 64, Sunshine, and uh, Galaxy. And that is them telling you, like the Neo Gaffers and everyone out there, that yes, this is the next Mario game. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. I know you're that. new to the gaming world, Josh, but I think we found our Nintendo fanboy this sure. evening. Yeah. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah look, I All honestly, right. I, I am a big criticizer of, uh, of uh, Nintendo, especially with this last console launch. I'm rooting for them and I want this to succeed. Oh yeah. We have to see, we have to see what comes up next. You know, they'll have, I think they're having an investor meeting next week. So that's probably why we saw this, uh, launch now. Cause they had to get it out. Um, if that's true and, uh, we'll find out, I hope all the specs and things like that then. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll stay cautiously optimistic or at least I will, but I, I I'm rooting for them hard, dude. I want, I want this to do well. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, Nintendo, their first-party titles and those franchises that they've built for years and years and years are, like, they're second to none. And they're, like, they're so unique, and they have that Nintendo feel. And, yeah, I, I want Nintendo, like, more Nintendo games, a great Nintendo console, like, to play those franchises that we all grew up with and we all love even though I just started gaming yesterday. Um, <laughs> uh, um, like, yeah. Grew up in a day as well. Yeah, exactly. Big day for Josh over here. Yeah, I mean, oh, I, yeah, I, I, hope, I hope that this succeeds because the last few years, I want to say, like, Nintendo fans have felt like they've been getting burned a little bit, you know? So mm-hmm. hopefully this works out. Yeah, agreed. I think it's time... It's time for Nintendo to come back, and it's time for everybody to feel like they can get their Nintendo fix again and get all the nostalgia that comes with it. And this, I mean, in my opinion, this is the most promising thing we've seen yet. Yeah, yeah so, I agree. With I that agree. in mind, let's move on to the second big news story 
of the week. I do want wait. Another, I, I do want to ask you guys one oh thing. I'm boy. sorry about the. T- I'm okay, sorry, man. What Go do you guys ahead. think of? What do you guys think of the controllers themselves? The Joy Cons, as they're calling them. Yeah. Um. I hate the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, terrible. Wait, is I'll that really that right their right official name? Is awful. Yeah, the Joy-Con. Oh, Joystick controllers. Yeah, Joy-Con. Oh, yep. Um, I, I don't know. I'm worried that, that I'm hoping it doesn't feel cheap like the Wii U tablet did. That felt very plasticky, very much like a toy rather than like mm-hmm. a, a, a gaming controller. Um, so I hope that like when you have these – I mean one thing, they looked – I'm, you can't see what I'm doing with my hands, but it, I mean, it was—they're really small. Like some, when they split the controllers and they had them like sideways playing Mario Kart against each other, they were tiny, like almost yeah, like yeah. two-thirds the size of a Wii remote. So, like, and they were a lot thinner. I don't know. Hopefully, they feel have a little bit of weight to them, and it just doesn't feel like you can just snap it in your hands, like you know. Okay, so. When they when uh, during the trailer when the guy was sitting in front of his TV gaming on the actual standalone console he had a specific larger controller right right yeah. so it, that's the it switch somewhat Pro. resembled yeah. it somewhat resembled an Xbox controller mm-hmm. in, a, in a, a little bit with the two handles and the analog sticks and stuff like that mm. and then you've got the joy joy cons or joy com yep. is it con or com joy con it's it's joystick controller is what I think they're going for ah, so it's okay. joy cons yeah so the joy cons and then, weren't those? Couldn't those go together or separate? Because yeah, yeah. they they wasn't so he sort of snap to like put a them base. together at once and then take them apart. As okay, well? so what they have is the Joy Cons. They can go uh, in either hand. People can use them uh, each in one hand, semi similar to like the Wii Motes. Like you could just have one right. person on them, or you could put them in together within this controller grip called the Joy Con dri- grip. So it was like a little uh, case for the two controllers to be put together. So that acts as a single-player controller. Uh, or you could buy the Switch Nintendo Switch Pro, I think is what they're calling it, controller. I'm not sure. Uh, but that is what you said was that Xbox clone controller, which is, which is also the uh, GameCube controller, right? It's essentially the same right, layout. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's exciting, you know, that they are that, you know, that's why I'm rooting for them again, blah, blah, blah. I'm the Nintendo fanboy. But that's exciting that they're getting back to finally just a standard controller. And they're they're right. not doing something weird with away from everyone else and motion controls and whatever. But yeah, the Joy-Cons. Yeah, sorry, sorry. No, I was going to say, I think it's smart that they've gotten back to a controller format that people are familiar with. Um, and I would imagine even that the little ones, the Joy-Cons, are going to be somewhat familiar to people. I would guess that they're going to be reminiscent of older Nintendo controllers as well, so that people sure. can just sort of pick it up and feel right at home. Um, yeah. But all that aside, I think the way that they've made it modular is not only really cool, but pretty genius. I mean, I love how yeah. everything just sort of slots in really easily it or at least it looks easy sure yeah. and then you know you just pull the two out and and i love that you know you can do multiplayer at home then your console can turn into a mobile game and then all of a sudden you're you're gaming and then all of a sudden like hey dude on the plane you want to play i don't know what tetris with me or something or yeah, some man, other yeah. game and then all of a sudden here you go let me break off one half of my controller that's just so cool i think that's that's a really sweet trick. Yeah, and I agree, then, Mike. Yeah. Like, I think it's an awesome design, and I'm not even a Nintendo fanboy, and I, I got to admit, I'm kind of pumped about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it looks cool. 
Yeah, dude, that's that is hammering. I mean, just what you said, you know, that that is the coolest thing about this, as far as I'm concerned, that they have this design that uh, in, incites people to like to actually go out and play with other people. This is a generation where it would be totally okay for someone to have this if if it's good and it sells. Go to a bar even or go to a party and slam this down on the table and play Mario Kart or play Smash or play whatever you know with friends or some people. You know that's that's totally acceptable in today's day and age. Except that normally the consoles are hooked up to a TV or it's your own personal handheld. This is if it works and if it's good. And it's not a piece of crap Fisher Price toy like the Wii U gamepad. <laughs> this will be great, I hope. And storage. Storage is another really huge thing that I'm worried about. I hope they have like SD cards or something. I don't know. You- well, you heard it. You heard it here first, everyone. Lidgey hopes that it's not a Fisher Price piece of junk. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm gonna. Go ahead. I'm not Go ahead, how Josh. I feel about those, man. Goddamn. <laughs> the the, 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 the I don't know. a mystery for now and we're going to move on to the second big news story of the day which is red dead redemption 2 yes. man people have been talking about this and and hoping for this and wishing and praying and maybe sacrificing chickens to the video game gods and everything for a long long time and i gotta say i am pretty damn excited for this one i um like I never got a chance to play the first one, Oof. and I I don't I it came out so long ago I don't actually even remember why, but this looks phenomenal and I love Rockstar, and they always do a good job. Like it's it's almost like you can't go wrong with the Rockstar game. I feel like, and I'm just stoked for this. What how do you guys feel about it? Well, I mean, um, I will say that the trailer being just over a minute, minute and a half, I think. Uh, yeah, like a minute and a half. We didn't really get much. Like, to be honest, we got just as much, in my opinion, from the second teaser logo as we did from the trailer. I mean, we all knew <laughs> it, it. It was a lot of it was a lot of like you know, uh, sweeping camera shots over various landscapes and things like that, and showing us like the beauty of the graphics engine and like areas that we're going to be playing in but we knew that we knew it was going to be beautiful we knew it was going to be expansive um we don't know anything about the story the characters the gameplay and obviously you don't i don't expect that from a trailer but or the first trailer um but i would have liked i don't really know anything more like except for the fact that it looks good and Mm -hmm. You know, there's seven, we saw the seven riders, you know, riding off into the sunset, and those were, I'm presuming, are the same seven riders that were in that teaser logo. Um, mm. That, to me, is, like, the biggest question. Like, who are those people? Do we get to play as them? Is it going to be that, like, mm. that third person, are we going to be switching, like, between those seven characters like you could in GTA Five? And if so, like, that's mm. crazy to be switched between seven characters like or are we building up a gang like i don't know so all these questions like dying to be answered and it did they weren't and it's you know that's fine it's fine i know more's coming um it looks great um but yeah i just want to see more right well absolutely yeah yeah i go ahead i totally agree i you know it's it is definitely not 
this uh, overwhelming amount of detail that everyone wants when mm-hmm. they hear over three days that we're going to get a trailer of something. But, uh, I mean, it was enough for me to be continue to be excited. Yeah. You know, I think the only takeaway uh, is from this, uh, that, that is, and it's just conjecture, is I think those seven that you were talking about, Josh, I'm pretty sure those are the playable characters. Yeah. Uh, people are wondering if Red Dead Online and Red Dead Redemption 2 are going to be separate entities, just like GTA Online and GTA 5 uh, were, or if it's going to be this seamless shared world, uh, which a lot of current-gen games are going for now. Um, I think it's the former. I think it's going to be you know just like GTA 5. Uh, I think Rockstar believes that that works. Uh, I would like to believe that that's what it is. But I think that they learned a lot from this single-player aspect in GTA 5 where they have three characters, three main characters that have these episodic adventures, you know, and it's very much like a... Everyone kept comparing it to a TV show and TV is in right now in this generation. And I think they put seven characters in there and I think that might be it. I don't know if they're all going to be central characters, you know, some might be more ancillary than others. Uh, That would probably be wiser because you can't care about seven characters, I personally, I loved Red Dead Redemption just like everyone else who played it, and uh, John Marston is just one of the one of the m- most interesting characters from a Rockstar game, I would say, uh, and it is definitely my favorite Rockstar game. You know, it may not be the most lasting or the most replayable game, uh, but just from what I remember when I was playing it, while I was playing it, it was the best experience. I had in the moment of playing a Rockstar game. And so that I'm excited for. And again, yeah, what they showed us, I was already excited for. I was blown away by how gorgeous this was. I knew I would be, but it was so pretty. And I do think that we're going to get seven playable characters. So that's interesting. Maybe not exciting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. For sure. The one thing that concerns me, um, and I don't know if this has been officially confirmed by Rockstar or not yet, but I think it has, is that there's not going to be an initial PC release. Yeah, yeah. And that is very, like, I don't know what that's about or why, but I'm not sure how I feel about that. I would much prefer to play it on PC. Sure. um, Given the option, but... I will probably pick it up for Xbox since I don't want to wait until 2019 or however long it takes them to get it over to PC. Mm-hmm. But um, I got to say, I'm a bit frustrated about that. That doesn't seem like a, a logical decision to me. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the way they've done it. You know, uh, Red Dead Redemption 1 never came to PC, uh, which is a shame. Right. Uh, GTA 5 came out, what, a year later or even two years mm-hmm. later, because first it came out current gen 2014 came out. Next gen. It came out for the 360, and then the Xbox One came out, and then they re-released it on the Xbox One, and then I believe it was like almost a year after that they released it for the PC. Yeah, yeah. So it was they they had this great three year cycle, you know, to release a game. Uh, I'm sure they don't want to do that again. But yeah, it's it's always been the same with Rockstar, and I, I wasn't surprised. I understand people being concerned about it, but maybe this is just easier way for them to develop i don't know you know what i don't know anything about development so don't listen to me it's a shame (laughs) yeah no i mean i'm sure i mean all these devs they're all gamers they all want to play games and i'm sure if they had the means to put it out at the same time um and have it be the polished product that they wanted to they would um Mm -hmm. you know 
I'm I'm more on the side of, of giving them the benefit of the doubt. I don't think they're withholding it from the PC because they just want to be mean. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't think they're trying to be no, mean. No, no, I'm no, no. Like, it could be marketing, but I think, yeah. honestly, yeah, like what you're saying, Josh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, you're right. It could be marketing because, to be honest, there might be some people who will buy the game twice. They'll buy it because they can't wait, and then they'll buy it again on PC yeah. because they want, you know, that mod support and they want the incredible graphics that's going to come with it. Um, but yeah, like it's funny, GTA did come out. I think it was at the end of year t- 2013. And, 2013, yeah. And um, like just now, like there's uh, Rockstar has said that like Grand Theft Auto Online is like reached its peak. Like it's super popular right now. So mm. I'm really interested to see what Red Dead Redemption looks like in three years. Like two to three. Mm. Yeah. Like what what that game that online game will be like with you know mod support on PC. Like what kind of craziness is going to go on. So I'm really excited. This is big day for new gaming news it, in a, in a time where we typically don't get it like usually it's games are coming out so the news kind of tapers back a little bit but like this was yep. good this is right, a good right. day <laughs> yeah and we're not even done yet we still got to talk about the titanfall 2 trailer oh yeah campaign trailer so excited i'm sorry i, don't know. <laughs> I mean i loved titanfall 2 i was playing the the beta and i loved that but i didn't watch the titanfall 2 trailer myself but i mean want to know what your feelings on it for sure well there was a weird so they I I did not this Titanfall one here we go again I bought it never played it the thing is literally sitting right behind me right now in plastic wrap still I don't even think I've opened it yeah you sound like a maybe gamer. a stupid decision right yeah maybe a really stupid decision but um what I thought was kind of weird and I don't know you guys need to watch it to see but it just felt a little bit cheesy to me they were introducing um. And like, if this is the way it was in the first game, please tell me, so so mm. that I'm not, so that I don't sound like an idiot. But what I thought was strange about it is that they were introducing the main character, who's uh, the Titan pilot, sort of separately from the Titan. And in the trailer, the the soldier says something like, "Well, he wasn't supposed to be my Titan, but now he is," or something. And then the Titan has his own voice, and he's talking to the soldier sort of in his own like he's an autonomous being and Mm -hmm. and it was just and i don't know if that was present in the first one but it felt very sort of cheesy and synthetic to me like i don't care particularly about this titan that's supposed to have feelings and you know i'm supposed to be marching along with this titan that i got hooked up with somehow because Mm -hmm. of some strange event or so, I mean, it just all felt very forced and very weird oh, and synthetic, and I was I was not a fan of it. And you guys got to watch it to see if you feel the same way. But I know a lot of people. I don't know. I, like I'm not stoked about the single player for this one. The multiplayer looks sweet, and I watched your footage, Joe. Um, that looks awesome. Yeah. But yeah, the single good. player, I gotta say, is not getting me excited at all. Yeah, I mean, I don't want it to feel like it was an afterthought. Because when they came out with Titanfall 1, they were upfront about this is a multiplayer experience. You know, we've looked at the data. No one plays single player. We're going full-on, hands-on multiplayer so that we can give it the best. And then they got a lot of backlash about that. And the multiplayer kind of right. fell off towards the or like pretty quickly. So then I hope that the single player doesn't feel like it's just thrown together. That being said... I am interested in 
giving the Titans personality. Like I'm on the opposite. Really? Yeah, I'm on the opposite side of you with that. Like I think, like the the first trailer that they released was like where I, it sounded like one of the Titans might have been like the voice actor from Optimus Prime. Like I swear to God, it sounded like it was that guy. Yeah, Peter Cullen. Yeah, it's it really sounded like him, and he's been doing that voice forever and if he can bring that kind of like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like a long time exactly the same i don't think his voice has changed at all no no and Seriously. if he can bring that like that level of acting ability well to 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 the those robots i don't know like the first titanfall like they just felt like big kind of clunky messes to me like they mm. just didn't have i don't know it would be cool that that relationship would be cool to explore you know like like there's a lot of Wait. cool partner dogs or partner dogs partner robots like dog from half-life 2 you know like i don't know it'd be cool well yeah like the thing about titanfall is so much of it could seem artificial right titanfall one didn't have a campaign this one does so your first immediate thought is like, well, is this something you really had a passion for and like you wanted to deliver to the audience or are you pushing for this now because, you know, you like it seems like the right thing to do. I didn't know, Josh, that they had done data research on the whole idea of including a single player campaign or just dropping it and not spending the money on it. And if that's true, then it's a little concerning for the idea of putting a single player campaign in this because then it's definitely just something forced by marketing. Uh, I thought it could have easily have been we didn't have time. Xbox wanted to launch title, launch window game, and we just put it out there so that they could have a kick ass multiplayer game. Uh, yeah. But I'd be excited to see if this is a cool campaign. So I wouldn't be the one quick to judge if it's weird or artificial or whatever on a trailer i know that's what they're for but trailers in my opinion just like suck in general unless you're seeing for the first time what the game is about you know once you know or what it's, it's about nintendo nintendo look with this the first time we saw nintendo switch like so it's <laughs> super exciting and fucking mario you know like i'm stupid super stoked. Right. but yes i i am certainly biased for mario for nintendo so uh i understand but this is we've seen enough of titanfall i'm ready to see the game now and I'm ready to see the single player. The idea of them first being a multiplayer game and then maybe shoehorning in this single player campaign is like, I, I wonder. But honestly, the uh, maybe the child in me just wants that relationship of like a boy and his bot, a boy and his like, you know, talking dog or whatever the hell, you know, you, you've seen as a kid and, and like is mystical or whatever. Maybe Maybe I'm a sucker for that thing. I'd like to see what they offer. That's all. Uh, the game itself, the can't sing, the multiplayer was great. What I played, I had a lot of issues with it, uh, and I spoke at length during the the preview that I put up, which was super super late. Uh, but the the main gist of it was fun. You know, Titanfall one I liked, but it was too fast. It was too. Uh, it, it didn't feel totally complete. Balance was weird. Uh, but the Titan on pilot balance was pretty cool, and it was just so badass and and fun and and uh, and and quick pace and all the platforming was really cool. I'd love to see Titanfall do well, and uh, I loved the hook shot. The hook shot was like just added a whole other thing. Can't talk about it enough. So I'd like to see Titanfall do well, uh, and 
single player campaign that's competent would be great. Yeah, I actually well, pulled up the article. Really to... Yeah, go um, ahead. No, go ahead Game Industry International had an interview with uh, Vince Sampella, and I'll just read it real quick. He says, "We make these single player missions that take up all the focus of the studio, that take a huge team six months to make, and players run through it in eight minutes. And how many people finish <laughs> the single player game?" It's a small percentage. It's like everyone plays through the first level, but five percent of people finish the game. So, it they they definitely didn't want to focus on single player, and I hope yeah. they're not like sour about being like pushed Having into to put yeah, in like single player, fine. Yeah. You want single player here, and then just kind of throw something together. You know, yeah. If, if they're I- truly answering like what the fans want, and they're being genuine about it, and they make something like you know wholeheartedly that can be good um but if it's just thrown together i you know i'd rather not have it yeah yeah absolutely after after reading that i'm even less (laughs) i gotta say i'm like even less stoked about it yeah like what what is that you're right that really makes them sound that makes them sound really sour about the whole thing and it makes it sound like somebody sat down with that guy and his team and was like hey man we need to put in single player this next time around i know you don't like it and i know you don't want to do it but We're going to need you to do it this time. And I, I would imagine that he begrudgingly walked out of that meeting like, God damn it. All right, everybody. <laughs> We're going to have yeah, to yeah. put our heads together and come up with some story just to just to please the higher ups. And that if that's true, I mean, that's all conjecture. Yeah. But yeah, true, if that's yeah. true, then uh, then I don't exactly have high hopes. Yeah, of course. Like why uh, that there's there's other things like it's all conjecture, like you said. And also, we all know if that guy is the guy who headed the uh, single player team, you know, I'm sure they hired a whole bunch of people right. to do it, or maybe they didn't, or we they don't, fired really him, know. or they fired him. Yeah, exactly. We don't actually <laughs> know. Uh, so, and then also, we don't know if he was just saying that for PR purposes. You know, people say things like just to spin a story so that it seems like it was the right move. You know, that's what a lot of devs or a lot of publishers or just whoever is right. PR do that's so like we, we find a way to make it seem like it's the right move maybe they were talking that's what pr is for yeah exactly and that's and that's or they were it was totally truthful and if it was that sounds kind of weird like why would you be concerned about how long it takes someone to finish a level like they blast through it in eight minutes that's part of it you know like like uh, it, it, some developers put in things that no other player will ever see but only like maybe one percent of players will see and they love that because like it's something makes it special for that player you know so why would you be concerned that about how long it takes someone to beat a game that's you know that's part of it that's the part of the beauty that is the video game art form and i know this is not getting artistic or whatever with titanfall you know we got mech shooter craziness but i don't know that seems like a very uh, that seems like a silly stance to take on why you wouldn't include a single-player campaign. That's why I think it might be PRE instead of it being real. Um, and again, you know that those things aren't necessarily why uh, red flags for why Titanfall 2's campaign is bad. Another thing, like it's just it looking at what the campaign looks like, the gameplay looks like. Like I looked at one of the single-player trailers uh, from like a week ago, and it's all wall running. They talk about like. Oh, you can explore the world and they're wall running around the world. Or you can do these really exciting levels and epic set pieces and it's wall running set pieces. Like there's a lot of wall running in this game. That's the kind of thing that I'm worried about. Seeing like single player yeah. stuff that looks redundant. And, you know, we'll see though. We'll see what the game uh, divulges. 
Right. Yeah. There's a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns, but we're gonna find out pretty soon here when it comes out. Really, doesn't it come out in November? Pretty shortly. Right? Comes out October twenty eighth. Yeah. Twenty sure. what? The next 28th, few weeks are pretty packed. Twenty eighth. Okay, yeah, yeah. so that's um that's sometime next week. That's like next Friday. Yeah, yeah. Twenty Saturday. <laughs> you can tell I didn't have enough. Coffee Friday. You're right. Well. You're right. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Why don't we talk about what you guys have been playing this week? Why don't you go first, Joe? Okay, so yeah, uh, I've been playing a lot of PSVR uh, as I was last week. Uh, I had only gotten oh, a bunch boy. of time. Well, sh- I, you know, I got this really sweet headset. You just got the sigh of shame from Josh. The, oh, the no, no, gamer, that was... And he's, all, no, it's he's envy. already biased against VR. He's been playing for a day and he already hates PSVR. <laughs> oh, no, I think it's envy. I, I, I think I sense that, man. Uh, don't <laughs> oh, the worry. the sigh of envy. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I... I liked it, and I like it a lot. It's a cool toy to have. It's great for demoing for people. Uh, that's probably one of the most fun things I've done. Uh, the games I have themselves are okay. You know, they're, they're like after you get over that first uh, wow of being Batman, which is the the main one for me. You know, I haven't played a lot of VR headsets before this. Played a little Vive. Never played Oculus. Uh, played this at uh, you know extensively. And that first time I was snapped in, descended into the Batcave, and looked in that mirror, and I was Batman, and it copied all of my intricate mannerisms and stuff. That was a very surreal moment for me. That was the wow moment, and I had a couple others, and then I had some fun with games like um, like Super Hypercube. You guys, I'm sure, have seen this uh, from Polytron, this like Tetris-esque game. That's probably one of the more fun games, even though it's not like this immersive thing you would expect on VR. And then also another like that is uh, Thumper, I think it's called. It's the that rhythm game from that X Harmonix dev. That is a killer game. Uh, really, really so, cool stuff. So I got a question for you, sure. Joe. You you have a you have a girlfriend, right? I sure do. Okay, so when you're when you got this PSVR on, mm-hmm. are you ever worried that your girlfriend is just gonna fuck with you? Like, do you yeah, lock yeah. yourself in a room? Yeah, no. If she's there. So, are you worried that she's just gonna come up to you and like? I don't know, kick you in the nuts or start tickling you behind the ear with a feather or yeah, something. Yeah, man, that or is do something a, ridiculous. That is a like, real concern. Would... Yeah, absolutely. Like <laughs> I I've multiple times had a friend, it was never her. Uh multiple times had a, a friend, it was my friend and then my brother who came over. Uh and each of them tried to scare me. Uh my friend specifically uh came up behind me and like gave me a jump. And I was like, that is not cool, man. Like, it's it's as funny as it is for them. You are somewhere else, and that is like, right? That is that really fucks with your head. I'm not joking, you know. That well, like that's you an feel expensive something. prank too. What happens if you flip out and trip? And yeah, eat whole shit other and, concern. You know, you ru- also, you ruin the yeah. PSVR just like that. Yep, absolutely. That's like a five hundred dollar prank right there. It's it exactly what it is. But I mean, uh, <laughs> no, mostly most of the time I'm playing, it's actually with people in the room. I, one, want to show it off to people. Uh, it's, I've only had it for a little over a week. Uh, two, it's you should not play VR alone. Like, maybe in your room and there's other people in the apartment or in your house or wherever. Uh, but you, yeah, it's a bad idea to, like, be playing by yourself because you are locked in. And you are unaware of things around you. Because you're aware of things in a totally other universe where you're in Batman or whatever, you know? So, I always play with someone in the room. Uh, I've been showing it off to a lot of people. That's a lot of fun. And I don't play for really longer than like half an hour. Like that's the longest I played. And that was outrageous. Like I was, I had a headache and like, it was too bright. I normally it's like 15 minute segments that I'm playing these things and they're great. Um, they're very different. 
You know, they're very, a lot of them very shallow, uh, not a lot of replayability. The only ones are like Res Infinite, Thumper, and Super Hypercube I'm really spending extensive time in. Uh, and then other than that, really, uh, I haven't played a lot, really, which is also concerning. Like, I don't want to be, and this won't be a problem, but I don't want to just be playing PSVR games. Like, I want to get into real games, not real games, but like screen games. A friend of mine started calling them screen games, which I think is a cute uh, <laughs> term now, now that we have to discern the two. Uh, but, you know, as far as uh, VR goes, VR is great. Everyone should try it. PSVR is a great way to do it because it's not the best technology out there. The tracking's really off. And, uh, like, it sucks that you can't move around your room like the Vive. But it is it is most affordable. Affordable in quotation marks. And if you have a PS4 already, that's it's ready. And it works. It works well with PS4. The standard PS4, you know, launch. I have a launch PS4. Uh, and it is, if you really, really want to try VR because you're really into the idea and into the tech and you want to see what the future is like, and I hope this is the future, you, you owe it your, to yourself to get it. Uh, unless, of course, price is an issue. So, yeah, PSVR, very cool. So, Can't wait for the Switch now. So now I'm on to the next thing, man. I'm ready. Switch so, VR. So Joe, Joe's been playing a hell of a lot of VR. What about you, Josh? How is your first day of gaming? Yeah. Uh, shaping up. What, oh, what, what have you a been day. playing today? Oh, Josh, on your, on your first, first day. Yeah. Nintendo Switch. First day. Yeah. Sorry. Um, what, well, how did you playing... pick? I mean, there's like a sea of games out there. How did you even decide? You know, there's the tens of thousands of games to pick from. Well, there was this one um, game. I I like Gears and I like War. So like, there was a game that right. had great game for you. Together, was I was like, let me check out <laughs> Gears of War. Um, turns out there was a four. This is the fourth one. I've never uh, heard anyone no. say that. Uh, right. I you love never Gears. One, two, or three. I love you? Gears. Great. <laughs> love Gears. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. No. Um. It's funny. Like Gears Three came out in was it twenty thirteen? I don't. I think honestly remember. No. That's that sounds right because there was no, one it, after Gears it, Three as well that starred uh, Bear. No, it was and, twenty. Um, it was like twenty eleven. I think so it's been like five years really? yeah because oh, it was wow. 06 08 and then 11 um so it's been five years since the last years because we don't talk about judgment um that's and, the one that's the one i'm talking about yeah with Baird yeah, and the other yeah, like, yeah so i've been strangely like nostalgic for a gears game i love that franchise so when gears 4 came out i'm like i was irrationally pumped like this was the first game i went out and bought day one in a long time um mm-hmm so I've been putting some time into the campaign with that. Um, I started trying to play Insane. That was a mistake. It's hard. <laughs> like I've beaten uh, like two of the other campaigns on Insane and like gotten through a good chunk of the third one. I legit did not make it past the first enemy i saw and this isn't like a boss this is like just a grunt like the first guy i encounter he killed me like 10 times i couldn't even get a shot off on him i have no idea it was impossible so i'm playing on normal i bit the bullet i'm playing on normal um (laughs) whatever (laughs) screw you gears um and but the other game i've been putting more time into and like if we have a category at the end of the year for biggest surprise for me it's gonna be battlefield one um, oh wow! Biggest surprise, yeah, huh? Well, because I played the beta and I hated it. I have an impression. Oh, okay. I have an impressions piece on there 
on the site about it, and I did not like it at all. I was so disappointed. I got that sense. I, re- I read yeah, that. Yeah, it, I got the it was sense just, that you couldn't stand yeah, it. Yeah, it was just so – it felt just so much the same, and it just – the desert the desert map that they had was just lame. Um, but I don't know what happened between then and now. You just read my review, and you were sold <laughs> just like that. I don't know. Like the, the operations mode that they have is freaking amazing. Oh, yeah. Like – Right? Like I've never played a – um, a first-person shooter that gives me the feeling that like I'm legit in like this war. It feels like there's so much more going on than just me. Like then it doesn't feel like this arena shooter kind of you're in this confined space and you're there to build up this score. Like these these objectives that they have, um, you trying to to push forward push these enemy lines you're you know there's this one map called mount grappa mount grappa or something like that and it's like monte everyone's grappa. pushing up this hill trying to attack these points monte grappa everyone's pushing up this hill to attack these points and when the map starts and everyone's just like like battle cry like ah and like people are screaming and there's explosions and there's planes flying overhead and there's like this blimp that's like i don't know what the fuck it's doing it's just killing everybody (laughs) like it's like there's so much going on and like you can be in just a plane you can be in a boat you can be in a battleship you can be all these different classes it's awesome it really feels like you're in a war and it's really cool Yeah, like the that's, that sold me pretty hard. I'm not gonna lie. The, my the favorite that part happens. about operations is just like how it it immerses you in it oh, so yeah. well. Like you start out with a little history lesson. They tell you like, okay, yeah, well, the British forces are assaulting the Suez Canal because they need to secure the oil fields for the new type of mechanized war that they're now fighting in World War One, and that's all true. I mean, you know, they're like they're brief, they're very brief historical connections, but what they say is true. And, uh, and then, you know, zooms you in on the battlefield and here you go. And like you said, you start out, you hear this cry of this like sort of war battle cry thing come up from all of your buddies. And then you can hear that. It almost sounds like a flute charge whistle in the background. You can hear that go off and then everyone just starts sprinting forward. And then you're right. It's just like artillery shells and bullets and planes and blimps and battleships. And you don't even know what the hell they're doing. And then a horse with some dude on a saber comes flying Screw by horses. and you can hear the horse going ape shit. And like, it's just, it is the most overstimulating in the best way possible. First person shooter. I think I've ever played. It's absolutely phenomenal. And I can't get enough of the damn thing, which is why I gave it a 95. I mean, like, it's, it's yeah, so uh, real quick segue to Mike, you had reviewed uh battlefield one uh, over the week. Yeah. You spoke uh, at length about, previous experiences you had with it because you were semi under embargo uh when right. we had recorded it at least and uh now yeah. it's out and you gave it a 95 that is a very very uh highly regarded uh score as i can tell uh and you Man, and you're it was so hard for me not to say anything in the last podcast no i understand it. I really yeah i wanted yeah. to talk about it yeah yeah so i mean like you you gave us a little I, i'm sorry i i know you're the host for the week but i do just want to get before like we close up like that uh that's that sales pitch from you like you you seem to be really really into this battlefield amongst all the other battlefields because you've played all of them and you spoke about them uh pretty well as i said like as i said at the end of my review in the summary Mm -hmm. 
I mean, it's it's all it's it's hyperbole, but it feels like this is the battlefield to end all battlefields. Like that was the expression that they used for World War One. It was such a ridiculous, huge, crazy, awful, bloody conflict that nobody was ever going to want to fight anymore, right? I mean, complete BS. But and clearly, history shows us that it was BS. Mm. But I was using that as an expression. Like this battlefield is so damn good. I feel like they don't ever need to make a sequel. I mean, it is absolutely ridiculous how good this battlefield is. And and I was honestly worried about it because, like, I saw I saw Josh's uh, beta impressions before I flew down to LA to play the game, and I was I was pretty apprehensive about it. And my buddies had some problems too on the map. Like there were a lot of people that experienced the weather effects. Which are really cool when they work, but apparently in the beta they were pretty jacked up. Like people would, I had a friend who was gaming with another buddy and he, you know, was saying like, is the sandstorm gone for you? And the buddy's like, yeah, man, I can see everything. No problem. And my buddy's getting sniped across the map and he can only see 10 feet in front of him. That is so, awesome. That sounds and, so cool, though. Like, that yeah. everyone's, like, so in a different were, place. Like, the way Josh says, like, everything's, like, so huge. Like, I am not, I am a small part of a way big thing. That's something in video dude, games yeah. that I want to experience. You know, that's really sick. And with 60, with 64 people Jesus. on, like, Monte Grappa, for example. Yeah. And you've got, and, and it's some, you know, you've got these different sectors, linear sectors. And it, some of them have two points, some of them have three points, and you've got to take them and hold them all at the same time before you capture that sector and then move on. It is just like, I think the thing that did it for me is that it is, if you could, if you could simulate world, like there is no better way to simulate the way that World War One was characterized because that's exactly how it worked. It was trench warfare, and it was like, you know what, that shitty little one kilometer right in front of us that has nothing of significance in it. We need to take it and blow the charge whistles, throw the artillery up. Here we go. And that's exactly what happened. And I think that's why it's so awesome. Mm. So like, and the single player is great too. It's the, it's franchise best single player. Yeah. yeah, That's always been from what I hear. It's like a a weak point on uh, battlefield games. Uh, Maybe not the bad company games. I heard those were good uh, single player games, but I, but uh, to hear that there's actually a good one, Mike Mike might disagree. But uh, the to hear that there's this really cool idea, the cool idea of vignettes, uh, you know, dispersing the the single player to different stories and stuff. That's that's cool, and that's befitting to World War One. You know, there was no right. like you say this in your review. There were no discernible lines between good and evil. You know, there it was a it was a battle of of many stories and of many rights and many wrongs and 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 there were like really cliche heroes on all sides and victims and villains on all sides so that that fits the the story of the war very well and uh basically everything else you said does too uh the only thing that concerned me about what you you're saying like like you speak about hyperbole and i feel like this game also like the hollywoodized aspect of the game seems like it might have been too explosive so that was the only thing i was really concerned about for this game i again haven't played it so i don't know what it's like but like does that is that at all a turn off for you or does it like work nope. it's okay okay <laughs> no not at all i mean like you know if you want to be real about it world war one is going to be pretty boring mm-hmm. it's going to be a whole bunch at least on at least in the european front it's going to be pretty damn boring like it's going to be thousands of dudes sitting in a straight trench line with machine guns set up looking at a barren wasteland in front of them 
all with bolt action rifles, mm. waiting for three o'clock to turn around so that they can go charge and get killed. Or like, and that's it. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, and there are some games that are like that. Like, I think there's a game called Verdun and one or two others that really tried to recreate that. And, and they're not much fun. It's just bolt action. I mean, 99% of the equipment they have are bolt action rifles. Mm. So they had to take some artistic license. With sure. It, yeah, but, of course. But it's worked out well. So I would recommend anyone to try that game, hands down. Without further ado, let's get on to our last segment of the day, What's Trending? All right, so, uh, well, Josh, you had a, a great What's Trending question for us, uh, so why don't you uh, take it away, man? Cool. Um, yeah, no, to kind of segue off of what you know, we are just talking about here, Battlefield 1, uh, I think 2016 has been, and will continue to be with a couple other titles coming up, like a really good year for shooters. Um, so my question is, what do you guys think is going to be your favorite shooter of 2016? I'll start off, and <laughs> I think you guys know where I stand on that one. Yeah. Um, I'll say right now, only because I haven't played Overwatch, and I haven't, and it's going Ooh. to be played. Um, Battlefield mm. One, right now, as it stands, is is mm. the tops for me. And good man, we're not gonna go into super everything because we just did it. Um, I will add that the biggest thing for me um, that is the map design. The map design outside of the desert, I think it's Sinai Desert, outside of that map from the beta, the rest of them, all the rest of the maps that I've played are phenomenal. Amiens, the oh. French-like town, oh, is great. Um, like, it's really got that, like, kind of close quarters, like, Saving Private Ryan, like, I really feel like I'm playing Saving Private Ryan when I'm in that. I know it's different wars, but it really has that, like, kind of gritty feel, like, because all the buildings, a lot of the buildings you can go in and out of, and pretty deep, too. There are multiple rooms, hallways, all that, so, like, you'll go into a building, and you're, like, clearing out rooms. You'll run into a guy, and you're going to, all of a sudden, you got a knife fight, like, and then you just, you <laughs> run out, and there's a tank covering, like, a courtyard. It's, like, the the map design is excellent, so that's... That's the biggest thing for me with Battlefield 1. So right now it's Battlefield 1. I'm going to put some time in Overwatch soon, you know, before we get into Game of the Year discussions. I have a feeling that might take over, but we'll get back to that. We'll table that. <laughs> All right, Joe, you go ahead then. Okay, so, I mean, talking about shooters, um, I had written a little thing about uh, shooters. Like, shooter season came early this year because uh, we had a bunch of them, but they weren't first-person shooters, all of them. Uh, we had Doom. Uh, which was great. I liked Doom, although I didn't finish it. I only got through like maybe a third of it, uh, but it was cool what I played. And then we also had like the Division, uh, which is third person. Oh, and we had shit, Uncharted, which that. is not really a shooter, but you know, there's those things. Uh, and then we had uh, something else. We had Overwatch, and then something else. I'm forgetting. Battleborn. And... What's that? Battleborn. <laughs> Battleborn. Yeah, full oh, Battleborn. Great. That game. one's pretty easy to forget. Yeah. So. Uh, other than that, though, like I, I think I would like to play these next three games. I was just talking about um, with some people, like there's these three games that we have now. Like Shooter Season has grown in pot in 
variety and in number. Like it used to be, you know, Battlefield, Call of Duty, Battlefield, Call of Duty every fall, uh, every now and then a Halo or something. But now we have Titanfall this year, and uh, that's very different. Call of Duty is going for like Space Warfare, which is like absurd and crazy, but it has cool things like Modern Warfare Remaster and uh, this VR mission. And I'm just going to get everything I can for the VR system because I invested in it. Um, and then we have uh, Battlefield, which sounds fantastic. Uh, so I haven't played those three games, played a little Titanfall, um, and I'm kind of invested in that. Really sold on Battlefield 1, though, guys, so good job. Uh, but Overwatch is a fantastic game. Um, it is by far one of my favorite games of the year. Uh, it is a very well-balanced game, uh, although like balance is obviously an issue that keeps coming up. Uh, in Overwatch, uh, it, it is it is being headed by the greatest balancers in the video game business, and that's Blizzard. And it just feels so great. It's so much fun. It's a little forgiving on like hitboxes and stuff like that, I think, and tick rate is a little weird. But it's just way too much fun. There's so much great variety that you that you can die, you can jump into and experiment with and get good at pretty pretty rapidly. Like you can get good at any of those characters if you're really playing enough and it's great that you can just jump in 15 minutes play with your friends or just play a random match jump out and that's it or you could play all night you know everyone says the same thing about it and uh, it's true it looks great it's a lot of fun it's funny it is uh it's got really interesting matchups and uh systems and design choices uh and the map design is fantastic it's like just such a great shooter uh if you guys haven't played it you owe it to yourselves to give it a try it is um definitely one of my favorite games of all of the year i i think so, i, I so can't are imagine. you definitively going with overwatch yeah or? yeah i was well, look i haven't played the other three shooters i haven't played titanfall enough uh it's definitely better than titanfall though actually but i uh, haven't played battlefield one battlefield one sounds <laughs> special Call of Duty, I can't imagine, will be better. Like, I don't really like Call of Duties normally. Nah, uh, nah. I like I like the single-player campaigns sometimes if they have cool set pieces. Battlefield 1 sounds special, but uh, I it, it, Overwatch is just my go-to so often uh, on PC and on console. Uh, I was lucky enough to snag a free copy on console, uh, and I have it on PC since day one. And it is fantastic on both. Uh, very different, you know? Like, it's like... It's like the the slow gimp version is on the console and like the you know the the real sharpshooter uh speed of overwatch is on pc like anything but uh that's that's i think the shooter for me uh battlefield one would really have to be incredible uh and in a really new way in order for it to surpass overwatch in my mind also love Destiny, but Destiny so, didn't really come out with much. Uh, there was Rise of Iron. Rise of Iron was okay, uh, so whatever. But yeah. So we got we got Josh down for Battlefield One, and we got with with much explanation we've got Joe down. Oh, I'm sorry to Overwatch. I didn't realize. I'm sorry. And no, it's okay, man. It's okay. You're very passionate about Overwatch. I understand. There's a lot of very passionate Overwatch players out there. Myself, haven't played it. Don't really care for MOBAs a whole lot, so... Oh, it's not really. a MOBA. It's a MOBA shooter-esque. It's good, man. You should give it, a, give it a try, for sure. You'll see. All right, so thanks to everybody for joining us this week on the Gaming Trend Reboot Podcast. We will be back next week in time to bring you all your gaming news, reviews, and generally useless conversation next week. Thanks for joining us, and good night. Bye. Adios.